You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 10. We'll be reading verses 22 through um, 26 through 33. And I am on page 14 in the Pew Bibles if you wanted to follow along with today's reading uh, from Matthew's Gospel as I read from the Good News Translation. Jesus says to his disciples, So do not be afraid of people. Whatever is now covered up will be uncovered, and every secret will be made known. What I am telling you in the dark you must repeat in the broad daylight, and what you have heard in private you must announce from the, from the housetops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. For only a penny you can buy two sparrows, yet not one sparrow falls to the ground without your father's consent. As for you, even the hairs on your head have been counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth much more than many sparrows. You are worth much more than many sparrows. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. I am the first person to admit that I probably spend too much time on the internet scrolling memes and scrolling TikTok and Instagram. But even the most moderate internet user has probably at some point or another come across an internet meme. An internet meme is a picture, usually a funny picture, that gets shared around the internet, that gets used and reused to tell a different joke, but kind of with the same premise. And when memes first grew in popularity, they were still images with white impact text lettering over the top of them. But as social media has shifted and evolved, so too have memes, and so memes have kind of turned into Instagram reels and TikToks. If you spend enough time scrolling memes, the tropes and the sounds start to become kind of a soundtrack and our default response to different circumstances in life. My favorite and sometimes my not appropriate response to certain things is the internet meme, weird flex, but okay. Meaning that that's a strange thing to brag about, but I don't know what else to say and I want the conversation to move on. One of the uh, popular weird flex but okay is this unfortunate text message exchange where someone confesses their love to another person only to receive back weird flex but okay. Or there's this picture of a guy standing next to a giraffe that says, work until you can afford a giraffe. Not my goal in life. Uh, I can think of a bunch of other things I'd rather purchase, but weird flex, but okay. Just this morning during leadership team, we had someone mention that they have an ear, a, a shoot of corn growing out of one of their gutters, and my initial response to it was, Weird flex, but okay. And then I asked them if I could make fun of them about it during church. Because it's just one of those things like, I heard you and that's really interesting, but it's a weird thing to brag about. 
weird flex, but okay. In Scripture this morning, Jesus gives the disciples a weird flex. You are worth more than many sparrows. I mean, that's cool and all, but a weird thing to brag about, isn't it? This is weird flex, but okay, Jesus. Our scripture this morning comes on the heels of Jesus giving final instructions to his disciples as they are about to approach their first missionary journey. In this set of instructions, it is in set of instructions, it is Jesus who says, if a village greets you, stay there. And if a village does not greet you, knock the dust off of your feet and move on. In these set of instructions, it is Jesus who says, do not be afraid of people. Which is handy advice because I don't know if I'm alone with this, but sometimes I'm afraid of people. But Jesus gives the reason as to why not to be afraid. Why not be afraid? He's just told the disciples a lot of very scary things. He's just told the disciples a lot of very hard things. Why not be afraid? Because of the nature and the character and the heart of the God in whose name the disciples are going. God cares about sparrows. God cares about sparrows. And in that day and age, in the day and age of Jesus and the disciples, sparrows were not important. Sparrows were known because they had a really odd role in the culture, but they were not important. They were not important, and, but they were readily available, which made them a cheap animal to use for sacrifice in the temple. In the time and culture of Jesus' day and age, every Jewish person was required to atone for their sins with a sacrifice in the temple. And to this rule, there were no exceptions. This rule applied to the affluent and to the poor just the same. And so if people could not afford to bring an oxen to the temple, if people could not afford to bring a sheep to the temple, if people could not afford to bring a goat to the temple, they could always buy a sparrow. And more than that, Scripture makes it pretty vivid, they could buy sparrows at a discount special. Sparrows were sold as a two-for-one special. You can buy two sparrows for one penny. Luke's gospel makes it even more vivid when it says that five sparrows can be bought for two pennies. And I'm not a math guy, but I can even make that math math. You can get a two-for-one special on sparrows and then still get another one for free. These are not important animals. Despite the role that they play in the Hebrew religious life, they are not important animals. Yet God cares for them. God cares for them. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus references the birds of the air, including the sparrows, and tells people not to worry. Because birds don't do a thing. They don't gather, they don't reap, they don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't do anything. But they always have enough. 
you're worth more than many sparrows. In our scripture this morning, Jesus says that not one sparrow falls to the ground without God knowing about it. The God of the universe keeps a running tally of sparrows. Weird, right? Did you know that about God? And one of the commentators I read made it even more vivid. Falling to the ground doesn't talk about death like one might assume. The verb actually has more to do with landing. Not one sparrow hops without God knowing about it. Not one sparrow takes off into flight without God knowing about it. Not one sparrow lands without God knowing about it. God's care for sparrows is that great. When's the last time you thought about a sparrow? When was the last time you cared about a sparrow? To be honest with you, I haven't cared about sparrows since I got my first BB gun. And that was only because my dad gave me blanket permission to shoot as many sparrows as I wanted to. And if you want to hear the story about how that permission got revoked, ask me after church. The only time we care about sparrows is not very often. But God cares that deeply. This is the heart and the nature and the character of God. God's care enfolds the great and the small. God's care enfolds the sparrow. And you, and me, and you are worth more than many sparrows. You are worth more than many sparrows. Just by being you, God cares and God nourishes, God provides and God protects. God's eyes are on the sparrow. And we know that God watches us. It is these words in Scripture that inspired the song that we heard today from an author named Sevilla Martin and her husband Walter. The song came about in 1905, and it came out of the result of a friendship that Sevilla and Walter struck up during their time traveling. They were in Elmira, New York, and they befriended a couple named Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle. And when they met, Mrs. Doolittle had been bedridden for 20 years, and Mr. Doolittle was wheelchair-bound. And the Martins were stunned to find out that their impediments in life never affected their outlook. The Doolittles never felt sorry for themselves. They never felt down about it. They never felt far from God or that God had abandoned them or that this hardship had come as some result of divine punishment. Sevilla Martin wrote these words. One day while we were visiting the Doolittles, my husband commented on their bright hopefulness and asked them the secret. Mrs. Doolittle's reply was simple. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And that may sound like a weird flex, but I promise you it's not. 
It is not a weird flex. It is nothing more than the reality of the gospel. And so Sevilla Martin wrote, I sing because I am happy. I sing because I am free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Confident in God's care, Sevilla and Walter Martin wrote these words that overflow with joy. And the next day after they were written, Sevilla and Walter mailed the poem to Charles Gabriel, a famous gospel composer who wrote the melody that you heard shared today. The question becomes this. Do you believe this truth with the same conviction as the Doolittles? Do you believe this conviction with the same level of of, of resolve as Sevilla and Walter Martin? In the midst of all that life is, do we believe that God's got this? And it can be hard to intellectually know this. It can be hard to trust it in our heart of hearts. It can be hard to hold on to in the midst of hardship. But God cares for the lowly sparrows. And you are worth much more than that. No weird flex, just gospel truth. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we give you thanks for the reality of your word. And we give you thanks for the reality of your love and care for all people. We give you thanks that uh, your word is true. That your character is the same today as it was in the days when scripture was being written. That your care is so great and has never changed. When we find ourselves in need of that level of care, God, just keep us mindful of the reality of our lives and the reality of our lives in you. Your eye is on the sparrow. Your eye is on us. You watch over us no matter where we find ourselves. In the strength of your love, let us live. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.